Thanks so much for joining us today. Our hope and prayer is that God will use this message powerfully in your life and that it'll bring you closer to him. If you'd like more information about our church or if you'd like to hear more messages, you can visit vibechurch.com or download our app. Now get ready to receive a word from the Lord. Into all the levels of brokenness that you and I have experienced or walk in. We don't have the time to do that. We'll do another series. We'll talk about things that we need to talk about. It's hard for the church. It was hard for the church in 1986 to talk about sex, but it wasn't because of the cultural pressure. I think that they just, they just thought if they preach against it, then everybody will avoid it, and they'll run to Jesus, and that wasn't the case. But I think we've got to understand who we are. Now we live in a time where it is culturally insensitive, I guess is kind of a word that we would use. It, but it, it is, it's, there's a lot of cultural pressure for people to not speak up about what the Bible says about our sexuality. And there's an, there's an opportunity this morning in a, in a crowd this size for someone to hear what I say or hear what I'm not saying. But that happens a lot, doesn't it? To hear something and to get offended instead of take and say, okay, let me look at, is this truth? And if it's truth, let me embrace it. See, it's the truth of Scripture that changes us. In the Garden of Eden, it wasn't really about a piece of fruit. It wasn't just about that piece of fruit. It wasn't that Adam and Eve thought, hey, you know, I wonder how this thing tastes because, you know, we've tasted everything else, but this, it must taste really good because God doesn't want us to taste it. It wasn't about that. It was about replacing him. See, God wants to, to, to reveal some things to us. He wants to show us some things about ourselves and who we are. And what it was about in the Garden of Eden was it was about truth and lies. You can really boil it down to that. It was about the truth. God said, don't eat of this fruit. If you do, you're going to die. That was true. Not only did they die physically or began to die physically, they died spiritually. It set into motion a lot of stuff. So he was speaking the truth, and the temptation was from Satan is that you're not going to really die. You know, he knows that you're going to be able to, to, to be just like him, that your eyes are going to be open. Yeah, their eyes were open. But what they saw and what they perceived then was not what they expected. And they wanted to be in control. And so it's about truth and lies. And, and here's the thing. The truth of God's word it changes us. It transforms us. And so why I'm saying that this morning is don't get offended by things I'm saying or not saying. Can we have a conversation and can we talk about things that, that we need to hear and we need to, to embrace? Because we live in a world that is broken. It's broken. I don't know how you got broken. I don't know what happened in your life. 
And maybe some of you are here and you're like, hey, I've kind of grown up in church and I'm not really broken. That's awesome. Don't get broken. Keep Jesus at the center. But there's a lot of folks who who didn't have Jesus at the center. And there are a lot of folks that maybe even you grew up in church and, and all it took was one glimpse of a pornographic image or one experience and, and it sent you down a rabbit hole. As a youth pastor, I've counseled a lot of young boys growing up in church and that's what happened. I've counseled a lot of young girls who, who all it took one, ex- because they just wanted to be in a relationship with that cute guy, that popular guy, and, and just one compromise, and it sent them down a rabbit trail or a rabbit hole. I don't know what broke you. I don't know what, to what degree of brokenness there is in your life. But I do know this, you're not going to find meaning and purpose in and of yourself. But you will find it in Jesus. And I hope that doesn't sound like a cliche. You will find purpose and meaning in Jesus. See, what fixed me, what healed me, wasn't something just inside of me that I was looking to find the answers. It was, what, God, what do you say about me? What do you say? Because this is what the world says. This is what the stuff I'm reading or looking at says. This is what my brothers are saying. This is what my friends are saying. I get all that, but, but what do you say about me? And I started to read it, listen to it, embrace it in my life, and it transformed me. It changed me. It healed me. If it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for God changing me and transforming me and healing me, I wouldn't be here today. I would not be. I would not be married to the wonderful, beautiful wife that I've been married to for almost 30 years. I know for a fact. It would have destroyed me. Because even as a 16-year-old kid, it was taking me down a dark, slippery slope. See, it just feeds that selfishness. It feeds that, that brokenness in us. Again, today's, today's message is not about pornography. It's not about really the, what broke any of us. It's that we cannot find our purpose and our meaning outside of Christ. I think our sexual identity is deeply connected to our spiritual identity. And let me explain this. I'm not saying what you do sexually defines you spiritually. I'm saying that our sexuality, it hits at the very core of who we are. I don't quite understand all of it. But there's a reason why There's a reason why you can't get that first person you had sex with out of your head. Can I say that? There's a reason why you compare yourself or you compare, excuse me, your spouse with the images that you used to look at or just looked at. There's a reason because there's something, it's, it's, it's deep in us. And there's something that happens there's something that happens when you operate out of God's boundaries. See, when he created us, 
Genesis 1.27 says he created male and female. He created us in order and with structure and with boundaries. And I know in our culture, that's not a popular thing to say. And, and you're like, oh, you're going to offend people. Listen, we're male and female. Men are created with an X chromosome and a Y chromosome. Women have two X chromosomes. That's, it's, it's at the very core of who we are in our DNA. And God created us with order and with structure and and when we operate out of that, things get crazy. Things get messed up. And God wants to bring things back to order in our lives. I'm just, I'm just kind of like, I, I see it all the time. I, I don't want to just like, let's talk about Jesus and let's sing about Jesus and let's thank him for our salvation. But let's just sexually kind of keep doing the broken things that we do. No. There's order. There's things that God wants us to experience. He has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for your life. If you're looking out other than God, if you're looking within yourself, you're looking to the culture to define who you are, that's a dangerous place to, to look. I know it's never worked for you because it never worked for me. And so trying to understand our, our identity our, and who God created us to be. Order's not bad. Order's good. Boundaries are good. You were created as a woman for one man. As a man, you were created for one woman. There's a lot if you're wondering, like, well, what does God say about our sexuality. Wow. He devoted a whole book in the Bible to it. The Song of Songs or Song of Solomon, whatever you want. It, it's a whole book. He's, there's so much in Scripture. Why is it? Because he knows how it can mess us up if we're out of order. Our identity and how we define ourselves and see ourselves is under assault. Obviously, it's been under assault since the fall of Adam and Eve. This is why the truth of God's word, scripture is so important. It's why the Bible is so important in our lives. Because as we hear the truth and embrace it, it, rem it, it reminds us and it, it instructs us of who we are, who we were meant to be. When we understand who we are, we understand whose we are. That's powerful. We understand whose we are when we understand who we are. And I, I believe that the truth of who you are in Christ and who God created you to be, the truth of who you are leads you back to the Father. The more you discover that truth, the more you understand, this is who I'm supposed to be. This is how I'm supposed to act. This is how I'm supposed to live. This is how I'm supposed to conduct myself. This is who I am. It leads us back to the Father, and we get confused because we're not listening to the right source. I don't think we have to be confused at all. See, with, with Jesus at the center, 
I'm not defined by my brokenness. With him at the center, you're not defined by your brokenness. This is why it's so important that Jesus is at the center of our lives, that we trust him, that we go to him. He's our source. Let's get back to Genesis chapter 1. We see that order. We see the structure. We see the boundaries in creation. And when God created those things, he said it's good. It's good. But see, what we've become after the fall, what we've been turned into because of those appetites, those lusts, those desires, our culture, and by giving into all that stuff, what we have become is not good. It's not in order. Our brokenness, at the very core of who we are, comes from Adam and Eve. It comes from the sin in the garden. But our identity comes from Jesus. Amen? Our identity comes from Jesus. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. We're talking about a new identity. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. See, our brokenness comes from Adam and Eve. It comes from Genesis chapter 3, from the garden, from sin. But our identity is found in Jesus. Not in ourselves, not of ourselves, not from ourselves, not from our culture, but from Him. Now, I know this is a real overview. It's a real, we're like really not getting into to a lot of details because there's a lot of details when it comes to our brokenness, isn't there? We could spend a long, long time talking about all the different things. Was this right? Is that wrong? Is this right? Is this... Listen, our identity comes from Christ. Something went wrong in Genesis chapter 3. It's obvious. The eyes of both of them were open. They realized they were naked and they sewed fig leaves and covered themselves up. Something happened. And something has continued to happen throughout time. God wants you to not be confused. He wants you to be healed and whole. He wants you to understand who you are. Can I clear up something real quick as I just kind of wrap this thing up? Can we establish something very firm? Sex is not dirty. When I started going to church, I was 16 years old, and the way they talked about sex is that it was dirty, it was a sin, it was gross, you should save it for your spouse. I'm like, what? <laughs> really? I'm not kidding. And if you, some of you know what I'm talking about. And we got messed up, didn't we? Because that's not, sex isn't dirty. It's not a sin. The preacher just said sex is not a sin. Is it in order, though? <laughs> Anything out of order is sin. Go ahead and embrace that one. Anything out of order is sin. But sex is not a sin. It's not gross. It's not dirty. 
it's not a God. It's not something that we worship, although we have this, this habit of the things that please us, the things that give us security, whether it's a home, a job, things, money in the bank. We, we have this problem that whatever brings us pleasure and security, we tend to throw ourselves into it and worship it. We don't bow down to it necessarily like, you know, we wouldn't do that. But it has our heart. And so sex isn't a God. It's not something we throw ourselves into. But sex is a gift. And when you understand that, that God is not surprised that you are sexual. He created you that way. He didn't just create you to procreate. Right? I know I'm I'm getting over the G line. But you know what I'm saying. Kids, ask your parents, what, what, what was he talking about there? Yeah. That would be a great conversation. I'd love to be there. Listen, it's a gift. It's a gift. Man, I, I just, I've, I've experienced so, the, the, the both extremes of the spectrum, I guess. I know what it's like to be broken and, and selfish and just in a bad place when it comes to my sexuality. But I also know what it means to be healed and whole. And I know what it means to be in a healthy relationship. And just because you go to church doesn't mean everything's good, right? It's not dirty. It's not a sin. It's not gross. And some of you maybe grew up in church and you're... Maybe even in your marriage, you're still struggling with like sex. I don't really see it as a gift. It's because you were told so many times that it's bad and it's gross and it's a sin. And, and you know, you should save it for your spouse. And it's like, well, you know, it's a gift. But it's a gift that has to be honored. And it's, there's, there's boundaries and there's order, just like everything God created. And that's not bad. It's not bad. It's good. Bob and Emily celebrated 39 years of marriage this past week. Where are you at, Bob? Emily, where are you at? Where are you at? Over there? All right. I mean, just the fact that she put up with Bob for that long. I'm just kidding. But powerful, you know? Some of you have been married longer than that, and and it's awesome to see But if it wasn't for the work of the Holy Spirit, if it wasn't for God doing something in their hearts, in their lives, if it wasn't for the truth of Scripture that they embraced, they would have never made it. When we understand who we are, we understand whose we are. Would you stand with me? Let's get this back in order. And the way we do it, the way we get this back in order, the way we get the right perspective of ourselves sexually and how God created us and how we're supposed to conduct ourselves as we look to him. It amazes me, you know, that... Jesus, or at least we can say, Jesus is at the center of our lives. 
but it's only with certain things. Right? Maybe Jesus is at the center of your Sunday morning church attendance, but he's not at the center of your sexuality. Maybe he's not at the center of your work. You don't understand why you work and God created you for that. But Jesus at the center and embracing him and embracing truth and understanding what he has to say about us. It's vital. It's vital. The older I get, the more I'm a pastor, it it seems to me to just be simple. I, I could preach the same message every Sunday that if we would get Jesus at the center, if we would understand what he has to say about us and we'll embrace that, it'll transform us. Let's get back to that. Let's get back to Genesis 1. Let's get back to the order. Amen? Amen. Can I pray for you? Because maybe you're here this morning and you're, you're feeling like, man, I, I just, I, I'm a mess. Well, you're in good company. We're all a mess. Without Jesus, without Jesus, we are, we're in bad shape. So I want to pray for you. Father, I just thank you. God, I thank you that you have brought all of us together. It's not a mistake that you brought us. We're not the only ones. There's not one person in here that's more broken than the other. God, we're broken because of sin. This morning, Lord, I ask that you would, first of all, forgive us. Would you pray this with me? Would you, I just want to, I want to lead you in this prayer. Just say, God, forgive me. Forgive me for doing my own thing in this area of my life. For not allowing you to be Lord of my life for not allowing you to be at the center of who I am, for thinking that maybe I could get away with with this on the side or you wouldn't notice. God, I just ask that you would forgive us this morning. God, forgive us for, for placing the wrong value on ourselves. Forgive those who, who feel like they had to compromise, they had to give up something to get something. God, we just ask for your grace to flow and and to forgive us and to cleanse us. That we could hit the reset button. That we could experience that forgiveness this morning. And God, this morning we also, we want to embrace the truth of your word, of what you say about us. Help us. Let today be the beginning of a journey. Let today be the beginning of discovery of who we are in you. That we're not going to listen to the voices around us. We're not going to listen to our culture and the standards that they've set. But we're going to look to you and what you have to say. And we're going to embrace that. 
to walk in that. I ask your blessing on each and every person. Father, for the struggles that they're going through and the challenges that they're facing and, and the things that, that, that I don't understand, but you do. Would you give them that grace and that strength to walk this thing out, to follow you, to trust you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Can we sing it, Jesus, Jesus? Come on, let's worship him.